0: This week on Dueling Review, it is Eternals number one from Marvel Comics. Never die, never win. Eternals. What's the point of an eternal battle? For millions of years, 100 Eternals have roamed the Earth, secret protectors of humanity. Without them, we'd be smears between the teeth of the demons like the Deviants. Their war has waged for all time, echoing in our myths and our nightmares. But today, Eternals face something new. Change. Can they? or anyone on Earth, survive their discovery? Mmm, let's find out in this week's Dueling Review. Eternals number one this week. Now, this is not our first uh, foray into the world of the Eternals. We did on the Major Spoilers podcast, for those of you who listen to our other podcast, uh, we did Jack Kirby's original run of the Eternals, I want to say like a month or two ago, depending on when you're listening. Uh, we people. we went into his, you know, his big cosmic uh, chariots of the gods uh, essay that he was writing in that. And we got introduced to, you know, Icarus and all the other cool uh, godlike beings that can never die. And now uh, Karen Gillen is getting a chance to take mm-hmm. on the Eternals. And I'll be honest, I wasn't overly excited about this issue when I read the solicitations and saw the cover and all that stuff a month or so ago when, uh, when Marvel was playing it up, or I guess three months ago when it dropped on the solicitations, um, wasn't super excited about it. Mm-hmm. What about you when it was first announced or when you found out we had to read it?
1: The problem with Eternals for me is always uh, how are they going to frame it? Because this is, I think, my, either my third or my fourth big Eternals launch vamp um since you know 1977 or 79 whenever it was and every time they bring it back they tweak it a little bit and it feels like they tweak it to make it more complicated and i was worried that they were going to tweak it again and make it too super overcomplicated. well but yeah go ahead they kind of did and they kind of didn't here because i mean well and this issue opens with icarus the eternal coming back from the dead and being like, oh, I'm back from the dead. I'm, in, I'm an eternal and I'm not dead. Which I think is neat. And I really, really love that open. But then I'm just kind of like, okay, now what are we doing?
0: <laughs> well, what they're doing is, uh, you know, we get to see some other Eternals and we get this idea that not all of the Eternals think alike. And that right. might be problematic. Uh, especially when one of them is murdered. Granted, the person's not going to be gone for very long, but we have to figure out who the murderer is as they continue to do uh, deviant things, which the deviants, you know, make an appearance in here uh, very briefly as a as a monster attacking in the sewers. But, you know, they they need to figure out what's going on. And so what we end up with is kind of a murder mystery in this in this book, which I'm I'm totally fine with. The weird thing about this, though, is it sounds like the setup to. Altered Carbon. I don't know if you've seen that show or read the book or if you're familiar with it, but uh, what you're able to do is you're able to store your memory into a stack, which is a disc that goes into the back of your neck. And as long as the stack is not destroyed, you can be put into another body. You just get your consciousness uploaded into a, into a blank and you can go about your business and you have all your memories, et cetera. Uh, some people, if your stack is destroyed, you're gone for good. Uh, You can have your stack backed up, but that's very expensive and usually only the super wealthy do it. Uh, And so the story starts out with this uh, essentially a convict who is frozen, uh, unfrozen from essentially prison, put into a new body. And he is brought before, you know, this ultra super powerful rich guy of uh, the universe. And he is hiring the, the main character in Altered Carbon to find out who murdered him because... Uh, between the time that he uploaded his consciousness to the backup, someone came in and killed him. So anything that happened after that backup, he doesn't, he doesn't have, have any memory of because they destroyed that stack. But fortunately he had a backup and they could, they could download it into a clone body, et cetera, et cetera. So now right. he has to go about the, the hero has to go about and figure out is this guy, did he commit suicide? Like everyone thinks he did. Is there something more nefarious going on? Is there a bigger plot? And I can't help but wonder If that's kind of what's going on here in the Eternals, because the Eternal is brought forward to the leader of the of the group of the Eternals. And they're like, his skull was crushed. Well, he'll be back in a few hours. So uh, or he'll be back soon. They don't really give a time frame on when Eternals are resurrected. I don't know if this is like uh, Battlestar Galactica or not. Uh Um, But, you know, they're like, oh, he's he's going to be resurrected so we can just find out, you know, who killed him then. But are they? Is it going to be that simple? I don't think so, because suddenly yeah. uh, our main character, Icarus and Sprite, are mm-hmm. considered peoples of interest. And now they have to go and solve the mystery themselves, who accessed uh, the portals uh, just before uh, the big ba- the big guy was killed. And they go into another dimension and they find Thanos uh, waiting there, which eh, I could, you know, at this point, Thanos is all over the place and um, I could do without him if that's if that's something we could do. Um mm-hmm. so this feels a little bit like Battlestar Galactica meets uh, Altered Carbon and it feels like with the way that um there's a couple of pages devoted to well here are all the portals in the in the world and here's how they yeah. access them and what's going on here and then here are all the current Eternals um you know roster kind of felt a little bit like the uh, the X-Men book that we were reading not too long ago.
1: That is exactly what I thought and the, the whole resurrection bit really feels like X-Men kind of stole their thunder Mm. because the Eternals being these, you know, these creatures that can't die from outside reality, their shtick has always kind of been, well, we just keep coming back and, you know, we're like the energizer bunny, but now that's the X-Men's thing. And throughout this whole thing, I'm like, boy, this really feels like it's X-Men related, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know? And the thing that I do love is, um, the upcoming Eternals movie, has cast the character of sprite who kirby always drew as uh, a little 12 year old boy basically to look like robin goodfellow puck right they've cast uh, a young 12 year old actress to play the character and so in this issue the thing that i really love is icarus shows up and icarus and uh, sprite are out in the world and iron man is like um i'm not sure who this is she's sprite sometimes people change advent appearances it's common and Iron Man's like, well, I've never seen it before. He's like, it's common every 20 or 25,000 yeah, 20, years or no, so. No,
0: it's like every 20, every 20 to 200 million years or something like that. So it's yeah. like, oh, okay, 20 to so. 25,000
1: years. It's, it's a really nice moment that kind of underlies. There are a couple of them. The whole alien nature of the eternal. Yeah. And the and fact the,
0: that, yeah,
1: these yeah. are weird people.
0: I like the hot dog bit where Sprite is like, ooh, can I eat this? And uh, Icarus Icarus is like, yeah, you could, but I really wouldn't recommend it.
1: I wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, uh, of course, they are immediately sent into the sewers of New York to find a deviant. And I do like the fact that so many of these existing things are completely rewritten here. But it's like we've always lived in the castle kind of Shirley Jackson stuff where it's like, hey, we're just going with this. None of this stuff about we must wipe out deviation has really been part of these previous iterations. But here it's just eh, introduced I mean, as, eh.
0: well, I mean, in the Jack Kirby run, the deviants were always something that they were at war with and something right. that was not eternal. So it needed to be stopped whenever possible.
1: But the deviants um, were the aggressors too. Yeah, the deviants were always up to something evil. And- well,
0: And that's what's going on here. Right. I mean, they go and they find a deviant and they specifically say that. Some deviants go out of control or something like that, which is what they're implying here is they essentially turn right. into monsters. There's deviants and then there's monsters. Um And so this person has already taken a hostage or is already killing people. And so they're now tasked, the Eternals are now tasked with going in and taking the monster down. So it didn't feel like the Eternals were the aggressors here. It was more of a, okay, let's go take care something of this. Something
1: has to be taken
0: yeah, care of. Yeah, let's go man. take care of this. So essentially... In addition to feeling like Altered Carbon and Battlestar Galactica and the X-Men, this also has a weird buddy cop thing going on with it.
1: It really kind of does. And I do like the fact that it ties the Eternals of Earth into the Eternals of Titan. And uh, spoiler, Thanos yeah, as a pops titan. up at the end because, the, I mean, that is legitimate canon. The Eternals of Titan and Thanos' people are always referred to as an offshoot of the Earth Eternals, but we really haven't had a whole lot of interaction with them. Yeah. Other than Cersei and Star Fox, Thanos' little brother, both being Avengers occasionally together, you know, we haven't seen a lot of that. And I'm hoping that as tired as I am of Thanos being behind everything, that we're going to see a little bit more exploration of that and some breakdowns of you know, certainly, here's your Thanos and your, tit- your Titan and your mentor.
0: Certainly your Thanos appearance ah. at the end does tie into the bit where somebody with a giant hand crushed the main leader man's skull. I think, in fact, they call him leader man. Um, oh, no, wait, that's Legion of Superheroes.
1: You're thinking of a different podcast. Um, yeah. But,
0: you know, they talk about somebody came in and crushed his head, crushed his skull with their hand. And so that makes you think, OK, Thanos could be that because he is a Titan. He's rather large. He does have those big hands. He can crush and, and is is very strong. So I think mm-hmm. that's a, I think that's just kind of a false lead, maybe. I mean, that's how oh, yeah. I would do it. If I were telling a mystery story over, I don't know how many this is. It's probably six to 12 issues, six at the minimum. But if mm-hmm. I was telling this over 12 issues, I would most certainly um, lay a plan, a bunch of false flags so that our cops can figure out, oh, this is a nice clue, but we don't want to wrap this up in two issues. Uh, so we're right. needing to stretch this out. And I don't think that the Eternals, the way that this is set up, is going to turn into a let's chase Thanos across all of Earth through all the various portals uh, mm-hmm. for 12 issues because that would get very boring. So, you know, Thanos is there. It's interesting. I'm, you know, as I said, I could take or leave Thanos appearing in here, providing that he has a point in the story in here. It just might be that he's a false flag. He is that is that a clue that a red is planted herring. that is to throw the reader and are to. Uh, characters off the the path so i'm okay with that um yeah the art is interesting i do like the mm-hmm. art from uh, asad ribic uh i i find it very interesting although i will say that there are times like when the eternal first comes out of his regeneration pod mm-hmm. you know he looks young and kind of beefy but then mm-hmm. by the time they get to i don't know if it's the second time they're back at earth or when they go back to the um to the main headquarters and find the, the dead body of the leader man. Mm-hmm. Um, he suddenly looks like he's lost a lot of weight and he's aged. Mm. And I, and I think that's just the art. I don't know if there's supposed to be some subtle thing that he's, he's aging faster than everyone else, because one of the things is the story is narrated by the main computer that uh, monitors and, and does everything that the Eternals need. And so there's some question about who is failing their programming Uh, My Mm -hmm. guess is by the end of this, it's going to be the main computer has faltered in its programming. And that's why we're getting the story told from the um, uh, what is it? The the false narrator or what's the the trope, the um, (laughs) uh, questionable narrator or whatever it is. Yeah. In in the storytelling trope, the unreliable, the unreliable narrator. I think a little bit of that is going on. Just because of the point of where it's being told and that the computer is constantly asking both Sprite and Icarus, hey, you guys need to be checked out. You need to be checked out. And they're both like, no, we're fine. And the computer is kind of concerned about all this. That Something's changed. Something is wrong. So it wouldn't surprise me if the, the big computer was the one that did it in the end. So Possibly. Um, so I don't know. What do you think about the art?
1: I am not a huge fan of it, which is weird because Esad Ribic just did a run on Thor uh, or King Thor or whatever it was called that I really enjoyed. Something about something about it just kind of feels almost unfinished. Not necessarily in that way of, uh, you know, sometimes you'll see them shoot from pencils or shoot from what feels like unfinished pencils and then mm-hmm. do the digital effects right onto those pencils. We got that a lot a couple of years ago from, um, lionel you and i didn't like it there but this some parts of this just feel like i want more inks i want more dramatic you know contrast
0: you want some contrast darker
1: inking and you know i i get that they're going for something and they're intentionally avoiding things that look like a superhero moment until iron man pops up and you're like oh yeah, okay. They're doing this on purpose because that Iron Man is you know, straight-up superhero Iron Man. By the way, that's Iron Man's new armor, and I really kind of dig it. Um, but you get to a point in this where they're intentionally undermining some of the tropes of superhero art, which is great, but it's also something where making your book making your comic book look not like a comic book can be a dangerous game and i feel like it was not as successful as it could have been for me because of that uh especially during the fight with the big cthulhu creature there's a couple of panels where we see icarus and i mean it just feels really sketchy and kind of thready and i'm like i'm not even unfinished but sometimes that is kind of the feel i get from it and you are right icarus goes from being built like john cena to yeah. being tall and slender and looking almost old after the battle. but
0: Yeah, and I, don't, I know. don't know if that is something, you know, my only real interaction with the Eternals, as I mentioned, was uh, the Kirby run. Yeah. Uh, and they don't ever mention that or the fact that they can be killed and brought back in a regeneration chamber. So I don't know if this is something that is part of the Eternals mock-up is that they age a lot quicker and that that's why they go through the bodies as quick as they do, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't know what, what is going on here. I know you're a fan has
1: been before. And in fact, the whole new body trope is I think we're seeing it for the first time here. There have been Eternals who've died and come back, but it's never been like a, Hey, all Eternals always come back. We'll just build you a new body. So
0: I know you're a fan of, uh, Kieran Gillen. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I was wondering what your, excitement level was and what your reaction was to his writing in this book uh since you're a big um what is it a wicktive fan
1: I'm a wicktive fan that we we call it the wicktive we fans do but also die um is excellent and you know Kieran does a lot of things that I'm like oh yeah you know I've read a little bit of phonogram and gone mm, I like phonogram um but what it really comes down to for me is I was psyched for the Kieran side of it but I hadn't thought about acid ribic and I feel like two things work against him here. Um, one, this does really feel like, Hey, didn't X-Men just do this throughout most of the issue?
0: That was my biggest concern was this felt very much like whatever that, uh, uh, series was. What was the name of that?
1: Power of X and house of of X. Yeah.
0: House of 10. yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. House of 10. But you, you also get to a point where I'm like, This is building to something, or this is something that's supposed to throw us right into the deep end and say, okay, here we go, on the deep end, everything you know about the Eternals is here, but maybe you don't know everything you think you know. And I like that, and I like the fact that on that first text page with the wall of names, literally every Eternal that I can think of is there. Ajak is there, Makari, Thena, the Eternal Forgotten One, all of these Schmendricks. Uh, The Jack of Knives, I don't know who that is, but I want to meet him. You get a whole bunch of stuff thrown at you. And if you read through that slowly, it's like, okay, there's clearly a lot of story that he wants to possibly get to here. And I hope he kind of gets to it. But I also feel like there's a little bit, for me, of a disconnect between the story and the art, with the exception of that last page, which is gold.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a really cool page
1: gold i mean that that should be somebody's picture of thanos for whatever purpose one uses pictures of superheroes because that's a may hang on i'm saving it right now but that yeah it's a really really nice ending and i feel like overall all of the hopes that i had for it aren't necessarily being supported but they're not being dashed either, and I'm definitely coming back for more.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm coming back. I really enjoyed this book. Like I said, I, I'm for people that have listened to me over the last couple of years, you know, I'm a big altered carbon fan, or at least the altered carbon in the first season of the TV series that we got on Netflix. Um, Battlestar Galactica, I'm fine with. You know, I'm not a, not a huge uh, person in there. I got into that series rather late, but mm-hmm. I like this kind of mystery buddy cop thing that's going on in this book. And knowing how popular Die and the Wick Div and the other things that Karen Gillan is working on, mm-hmm. um, I have a feeling that this is not a six issue mini. I have a feeling that this is oh, no. twelve issues at a minimum. Uh, this is for the this, big this story
1: release ongoing, and they're going to try and keep it ongoing until that movie actually yeah.
0: comes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They want to have at least the first six issues collected in a trade when that movie hits. So that's six months from now, eight months from now. So they're going to be uh, a yeah. lot of things going on there. And so they may even have the first, you know, um, the first 12 issues done by the time that movie hits. I forget when it comes this out. doesn't come out in November.
1: I, I think it's coming out sometime between now and the year 2275. Well, but,
0: it's definitely coming. I think know, it's definitely I, coming I out this it, year.
1: I can't tell if it's the pandemic or what, but Marvel is actually ahead of the curve here in launching this book to hype up the film. And I'm totally, totally here for it, which, especially, which is,
0: which is interesting because had it had the pandemic not happened, which we all wish it hadn't, uh, this book would be like eight months late.
1: Yes. <laughs> and of course, you know, thank you, Marvel.
0: Yeah. 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 So I think, I think this is going to be interesting. I think we're getting at least 12 issues of this main story, uh, just oh, in the absolutely. way that, that Gillen builds up stuff from what I've seen in wicked and divine, uh, as well as die. Uh, So I think and and I think he's popular enough with those two that Marvel is going to let him do that as opposed to eh, let's do six issues and then see how that goes. Uh, And also knowing that a lot of the Marvel series, not all of them, but a lot of the Marvel series tend to go 12 issues now and then they get a new creative team on and then they come in for 12 issues, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm fairly confident we'll get at least 12 issues out of this series. And so far, I'm liking it. it. I'd like to see a few tweaks and refinements here and there. But I think by the time we get to the final big reveal and they're standing there with all of the suspects in the room and, you know, the thin man or Miss Marple or whoever says, and now we know who really did it. uh, I'm hoping that everybody will say, oh, yeah, this makes perfect sense. Look at all the clues that were dropped along the way and what a fun story it was. So for me, this was a big thumbs up. I really enjoyed it a lot more than I probably should have. Mm-hmm. For a variety of different reasons, number one, it's a Marvel comic, number one, it's a 499 comic, number uh, three, it is a um, it is the Eternals, which is a super weird group of heroes that are not well known in the Marvel, uh, just in comics continuity, but I would bet also in Marvel as well.
1: I agree. Uh, I'm definitely on board with this, and I think it's worth checking out because you don't necessarily always get a chance to be ahead of the curve. When Marvel was like, we're going to do Guardians of the Galaxy and everybody was like, ha ha, you're going to fail. I was like, give these guys a chance. I mean, there's a lot going on here. And so having this book pop up and be this promising before the big reveal and also uh, in a throwaway line, give us the perfect rationale for why the Eternals on that we are going to see in these movies are not the same ones we've been seeing for 25, 35 years. I feel like this is a winner. You cannot lose with this. And if this book sucks in the next three issues, first of all, it's not my fault. But second of all, it will be a huge turnaround and we'll have to feel bad about it. But right now, I would say definitely this is a pick it up and read it.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, so mm-hmm. we ended up at Eternals and it was a very close race. And I know some people may go back and want to count the votes now. There were Horse there are race. always people that still will vote for what comic we're reading after polling has closed. Uh, yeah. But this week it would have been the Eternals or future state Wonder Woman number one, which a lot of people have said a lot of good things about. I think we have a review up on the major spoilers website in the next mm-hmm. day or so that uh, people can go check out for that. Uh, but is it an Ingrid or Gru? I don't review. remember who's going to review it, but uh, it'll be up on the website in the next couple of days. Uh, I've nice. already put up the um, you know the the poll section for next week, and I'm looking for 30 votes, and we are already more than halfway there. Matthew, tell everybody how this voting works. People are like voting. I can I can choose the comic book that you guys are yes. going to review next week. How does that happen? Tell me more, please
1: you go to our Patreon page. It's patreon.com forward slash major spoilers, all one word. And you look for a post. It's going to say dueling review for January the 13th. I'm say 12th, 13th. Oh, I was off by one, but it's okay because I won the uh, contest to guess the number of molecules in Leonard Nimoy's butt. So
0: you will go there you will
1: see a list of comics. Well, yeah, I was off by three, but I still won the grand prize. Steven telling us what comics are coming out next week. Oh,
0: Next week, we have from Boom Studios, The Mighty Morphin, uh, just called Mighty Morphin, but it's a Power Rangers book number three. We also have Origins number three, Power Rangers number two gets a second printing, and Seven Secrets gets a sixth issue. I don't think that's the final one of that. It might be, but I I don't think it is. Uh, Dark Horse Comics next week has Stranger Things Science Camp. That's the final issue of that series. Dynamite Entertainment, Green Hornet number five, Red Sonia, Price of Blood number one, and Red Sonia the Superpowers number one. Oh, is that a crossover between the Superpowers and Red Sonia? That could be interesting. Uh, also, superpowers? Vengeance, oh, Project yeah, Project Superpowers. I wonder if that's what that is. Uh, Vengeance know. of Vampirilla number twelve comes out next week, but that is an eighty nine ninety nine graded CGC uh, cover thing. So, if you got some money to spend on that, go for it. Uh, idw publishing next week small release next week Uh, sonic the hedgehog number 36 image comics has big girls number six uh commanders in crisis number four one third of the way through that series department of truth uh one two and three get second and third printings ha ha number one arrives or maybe it's like ha ha number one arrives Uh next week homesick pilots number two and savage dragon two five six comes out next week
1: Booyaka, booyaka, two, five,
0: six. Amazing Spider-Man number 55 is being rushed back to print. But until then, you can check out Amazing Spider-Man number 57 next week from Marvel Comics. Uh, You can read Chris Claremont's Anniversary Special number one, Immortal Hulk number 42, King and Black uh, yeah, Gwynnum versus Carnage number one, as well as Planet of the Symbiotes number one, and King and Black Thunderbolts number one. Marauders Mm -hmm. gets uh, issue number 17 and The Union hits issue number two. In all the rest category, we have American mythology monsters number one, Blade Runner twenty twenty nine number two, Bloodshot number ten, uh, the Sumerian Frost Giant's daughter number two, which we've talked about before, Doctor Who comics number three, Heavy number four, Penultimate uh, Penultimate Man number four. That's the penultimate issue of Penultimate Man.
1: Penultimate uh, Also,
0: Tom and Jerry uh, uh, Young Grade Book Computer Mouse. I don't know what is this. Uh, something Tom and Jerry related. Also, uh, some other stuff. What about DC Comics? We haven't forgotten about them. Out next week from DC Comics. It's American Vampire issue number four. Uh, let's see. Challenge of the Super Sons number five. Future State Justice League number one. Future State Kara zor Superwoman number one. Future State Robin number one. Sensational Wonder Woman number two. Now, that's a new digital uh first series that DC has launched to uh, kind of build up to the celebration of of Wonder Woman's 80th anniversary. And then Truth and Justice, another, another digital first, issue number two, arrives next week. Early nice. voting. As I said, we're already halfway through the projected goal that I would like to hit for next week. We've got, uh, looks like a going to be a pretty close tie between King and Black, Gwyneth versus Carnage, and Future mm-hmm. State Justice League. But you guys go and vote for anything. Somebody did say that they wanted us to review uh, Red Sonia, the superpowers number one. Uh, but get out there. There's plenty of time for you to vote. I uh, have it done by the end of Saturday or first thing Sunday morning because I will close the voting out Sunday morning and uh, tabulate the results. And that's what we will review tabulate. next week on the Dueling Review. Again, patreon.com tabulate. slash major spoilers. We'll be back to review that comic next week. And you will be able to hear Matthew say
1: tabulate, forget to hate Stuff, and then day, day, day.
0: Major Spoilers podcast, copyright 2009. Major Spoilers podcast, copyright 2010. Major Spoilers is copyright 2011. Major. Spoilers is copyright 2012. Major Spoilers is copyright 2013. Major Spoilers is copyright 2014. This podcast is copyright 2015 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC. This podcast is copyright 2016 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC. This podcast is copyright 2017 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC. This podcast is copyright 2018 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC. This podcast is copyright 2019 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC. This podcast is copyright 2020 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC. This podcast is copyright 2021 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.